Hi and welcome to our podcast, The Social Coffee Break, with me, Chris, Director of CM Social. And me, Daniela, Director of Content with Coffee and Digitally Danny. And me, Danny, Director of Danny Digital. In these podcasts, we're going to be talking about educational topics uh, and everything we love about social media, from graphic design to Instagram, uh, Facebook ads, and well beyond. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Hi guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about organic versus paid content, um, and just a quick intro, if you didn't know already, organic social media is basically just content with no paid support. And paid social media is when you pay a platform, an influencer, to place an advert or maybe boost your post um, on social media. Awesome. Um, So I just want to sort of get into it initially, um, just by talking about our personal experiences with paid versus organic content. Um, So as nearly everybody knows now Facebook ads is is my big thing it's my my agency's big thing and um, this is where the biggest profits come from for us and uh, and it's obviously the area I'd say if I was a specialist in any area and um, that's sort of say where I'd be so paid promotion is is a big thing for me I'm obviously a big advocate of that um, but obviously I understand the the background and, and the importance of organic outreach and, and organic content um Daniela your sort of um background really and um, so obviously my background is primarily design, but I also do Pinterest management. So um, for me, like Pinterest is a huge um, organic and paid site. So it's like a, a digital um, version of Google, not a digital, sorry, a visual version of Google, essentially. So that's why a lot of like creators use it. Um, but yeah, that's where my background lays in this. Awesome. And Danny, your background in sort of organic versus paid content? My background is mainly in organic, um, mainly to do with Instagram and kind of how to get more engagement, how to kind of boost your organic growth and boost your organic engagement. Um, I have kind of done a bit of paid advertising, but it's just been literally boosting my Instagram posts. Like I don't know anything about it, really. So I think that's more Chris's area of expertise. Awesome. Um, so I have a statement that I found this week, uh, and I'm going to put that to Danny first and then Daniela. Uh, so I'm sort of interested to know your thoughts on this. And that is that organic uh, organic content is irrelevant for a business. What's your thoughts on that, Danny? I think that oh, it depends on the business. I think in general that is not a valid statement purely because I think the content types that you have for paid and organic is very different so my organic content tends to be really informational and educational and sometimes entertaining Um, and it's that sort of content that builds the relationship with my followers that I feel if that content was turned into paid content it wouldn't have the same effect um, on my followers and on my target audience. Mm, Daniela, your thoughts on that? Um, so, like, I think that sometimes businesses can develop through orga- organic content. So, for example, like with me and the design stuff, when I started sort of like showcasing my art on like Instagram, for example, organically, that's when I realised that I could turn it into a business. And I think organic is just the starting point for businesses. Mm, yeah okay like that um one more then and then we'll actually start talking about um 
you know, paid versus organic content. Um, Facebook and Instagram uh, don't care, only care about how much money you put into ads. What's your thoughts on that, Danny? Um, like I said, I don't know a lot about paid advertising, but from my little experience and just by taking a general guess, I would say within reason, they don't care how much you spend because if you're kind of investing in their platform, they're going to reward you and they know that not everyone can spend like thousands of pounds. Um, but again, I don't really know. So that's just a guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could spin that sort of to um, Pinterest then, Daniela. Do you think Pinterest cares how much you spend on ads as a business? I don't think they do because, you know, the impressions you can get from or like the reach you can get organically on Pinterest is insane. So I wouldn't say like they favour like ads over organic reach, but I don't know. You never know, really. Yeah, so I do think... um, I know this. I'm going completely off the fly here, and we haven't discussed this before now. But I think that maybe the three of us should have a little competition then, and um, we'll do this over the next couple of weeks, and, and we'll sort of revisit this. In that, uh, we'll use the social coffee breaks uh, Instagram to do this. Um, Danny, you can schedule a post uh, and see what sort of reach you can get organically. Um, Daniela, you can do something on Pinterest with a social coffee break and see how you can reach organically. And I'll run paid promotion for that post through Instagram. And uh, we'll see which one of the three of us can achieve the best results. And yeah, that'll, that'll just we'll come back to it in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, obviously we need time to put this in place. It's not something we can do overnight. Um, and and sort of we'll we'll relink back to this podcast when we do that. And you know, we'll, we'll just sort of talk about our results and how. Um, and how we achieved that. So um, just to get started then, um, I want to talk about the types of content we put out for each each sort of purpose, um, paid versus organic. Um, so if you're doing organic posting, uh, Danny, for one of your clients on, on Instagram, uh, you know, when it is sort of their daily post, their regular stuff, what are you doing differently to if you'd consider that to be a paid promotion? Or if you was going to boost that post, for example, how would you differ that content? Yeah, um, so my niche is e-commerce. So a lot of it is product photos or promotions or sales and things like that. Um, and with the organic posts, I do try and make them more personalized and more like, how's your day going? Happy Monday. Like it's nearly the weekend. Um, it's very more in touch with people who already know the brand and obviously they're following, so they're interested in the content. It's very sort of building that community, whereas I don't think that would work so well with like paid content um, because people don't know your brand. It's a bit weird if you see an ad with someone saying, oh, like, how's your day going? Um, I don't know, it's just like a personal opinion, but I try to keep it very sort of informal and not too salesy, more like 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 the podcast kind of like you're just having a conversation with your followers um because obviously they already know your brand yeah love that um so danielle obviously i'll spin that to sort of a graphic um based thing so obviously you create content for some of your clients um on social media if if you when you're designing that sort of content how do you differ just a little bit different from danny really when you bring put that content across to your um to your base in terms of organic versus paid promotion so I think it really depends. So like, for example, when I'm designing, I always try and make the brand the focal point of the design. Um, but obviously it's all dependent as well on 
what their brand identity is so if their brand identity is like professional then you need it to look professional but if their brand identity is more like chilled out then they want that sort of chilled out vibe so that people can recognize their design um in terms of like paid and organic I'd say like I'm gonna point back to Pinterest with this one you sort of just you want to make it simple to look at with the ads because you've got to be able to like catch people's eyes whereas if it's an organic pin you can have loads of text and stuff like that it's sort of for example like you want to include your logo on ads you want to optimize the pin copy to be more professional I think that's just sort of my thoughts on like Pinterest wise yeah yeah cool so like when when I'm doing the same sort of thing obviously I do a bit of both um a lot of my stuff is paid promotion but I do still do some uh, social content scheduling for quite a few of my clients uh, and I do sort of very much lean to to Danny's way of, of doing things in that the social content I bring across is a lot more relaxed uh, a lot more calm and, and and you know it doesn't come across so I don't want to use the word unprofessional but it's not as professional as when I'm running ads um, so obviously when I'm running ads for somebody, I'm going really in depth with the graphics, I'm going really in depth with the copy, I'm going really in depth with, with everything. And a lot of the time, you know, I'm running multiple types of content, I'm running multiple different graphics with the same sort of captions, you know, I'm changing things up a little bit. Um, so obviously, you know, when we're doing social content, we're not really going you know, we're not making six different graphics for the same thing as where with ads, you know, we trial and error in a lot of, of what we're doing. Um, so, like, sort of moving on from that, I've, I've, I've got a question, really. Um, and how, how important is copywriting in organic posts? Um, Danielle, I'm going to leave that one with you first. Um, I think it's quite important because, it's, I, well, I think that ideally, as well as having like a good graphic, you want to like catch the audience with like at least the first line, I'd say like on Instagram or even Pinterest, like on Pinterest, you ideally want people to like click off the graphic off Pinterest onto like your website. So that little bit of copy underneath is going to be massively important as to whether they're actually going to sort of click off Pinterest or not. Yeah. And how would you sort of differ your copywriting from an organic post to a paid promotion? So I think with organic posts, you kind of, hmm, that's a good question. It's really difficult because with like Pinterest, like you can almost have your ads the same as your organic feed posts because sometimes you get more clicks from that. But I think... I would maybe do the ads a little bit more professional, make sure there's no sort of like slang in there. It really depends on the niche though as well. So it really depends on the company. But I think copywriting in general is just really important when you're advertising. Yeah. Um. So Danny, I'm going to put this over to you now because obviously with Instagram, initially we don't see such a big amount of copy. We've, we've nearly always got to hit the more button to see more. How important is copy in an organic post? Is it as important as the graphic or, you know, is one more important than the other? What do you, what do you think? I would actually argue that the copy is the most important thing in organic content purely because, you know, you've got your graphic, you've got your hashtags, you've got your engagement rates. But at the end of the day, the Instagram algorithm is 
assessing how much time people are spending on your content if you just made a graphic you've got a really short copy or a really long one no one's interested they're just going to scroll past the post um obviously you want people to spend time on your post so even if you've got loads of reach from hashtags if your copy isn't great you're nobody's actually going to be interested in your content um and i think including there's certain things that i try to include in my organic um copy and that is having a strong hook at the beginning so a lot of the time i'll ask a question even if it's um like how's your business been going how's your day been going so people think oh like i'm going to read more um and then including a strong a strong call to action at the end of the post so click the link in my bio for more or drop me in a, a certain emoji for more information um but obviously the content inside of it is so important that's what's going to get people's attention instagram has moved from you don't want to crowd your graphics anymore. You want to have a simple title, simple things on your graphics. That's not what people are going to be spending most of their time on. They're going to be reading the copy and like assessing the quality of your content. Um, but yeah. Yeah, awesome. And I sort of agree. So I'll put like the Facebook spin on it. Um, copy for me uh, with Facebook is obviously more important than than anything you put underneath it, especially because with Facebook, we can we can create this organic content with no graphics. Um, you know, we can put a just copy. Uh, and don't get me wrong, it's not such a done thing anymore. Um, very, very rarely do you see people's just um, just copy out there. But I do think, yeah, massively, massively important. And obviously the same as every social media platform out there now, we struggle with sort of how much we can get in our box before we get a see more button. So when I'm structuring my copy for organic and even paid promotion, um, I'll do the same as Danny in terms of I'll put a hook, finish with a question when I'm doing organic stuff, paid promotion, I'll trial up to five different copies per ad that I put out there. So I could have an ad set with 15 ads in that individual ad set and each one of those ads will have up to five different types of copy and I'm trying different things. You know, sometimes I'm trying to be very professional, something else I'm coming across short and sweet, something else I'm trying to be funny with a couple of emojis thrown in, you know, I'm trying against all my different audiences to see what's performing best. Uh, and I think that's a thing that's important to sort of understand when it comes to copywriting in organic and paid promotion is how important sort of trial and error is. We're never going to get anything right first time and we, we've got to establish our audience. We've got to find what works best. Um, so sort of moving on from that, um, I just want to talk a little bit about tone of voice really when we're looking at organic and paid copy and sort of tone of voice in in general our content um daniela thoughts on sort of what tone of voice you you you're realistically using with your your pinterest crowd um so like tone of voice with pinterest it has to be like to attract like the engagements and the impressions with pinterest you kind of you want something that's going to like hook them in so something like short simple and something that's going to catch somebody's eye um, so I guess it'd be like quite simple with Pinterest, really. You just want a simple sentence that is going to like catch someone's eye, really. Yeah, and Danny, I sort of want to put that same question over to you. Um, tone of voice when it comes to sort of like Instagram, your organic content versus your sort of paid promotional stuff. What you know is it? Is there a difference really when you you sort of utilize that? Yeah. Um. So personally, I try to keep my tone of voice very sort of not not professional but informal so I like to again feel like I'm chatting to my followers not that I'm giving them loads of information 
um you know I share a few things about like mental health and burnout so I think it's important for me personally to be more on that like personal level not completely informal but just a bit more like chilled out and relaxed but like I've worked for clients before like non-profits who have to be super serious very professional and their tone of voice is very different but I think with being a social media manager or virtual assistant you have to kind of find the tone of voice within yourself like don't create a tone of voice that isn't anything like you I think you have to kind of have your own tone of voice um what I did when I started is I thought of just a few adjectives that I wanted people to think about when they thought of my tone of voice and my brand which was I can't remember exactly but it was like fun informative um so I based it around that but I think it's important to base it off if you're on your personal branding to base it around what you're like as a person as well and like something you're going to be like writing the copy is going to be easy for you rather than like wondering about tone of voice and worrying about it um but yeah yes definitely you're sort of setting your identity really in terms of um your tone of voice with your brand uh, and obviously as social media marketing managers we have to be able to adapt um to work under different tones of voices for different types of clients um, Danielle, I just wonder if you could talk to us about um, sort of how you've had to adapt tone of voice for different clients you've worked with and, and how you found that. Did you find it difficult? Was it an easy change for you? Um, I think it's quite easy as long as you've got to know your client well enough. So as long as you know a lot about your client's brand and your client in general, I find that it's quite easy to adapt. So with the clients that I've got, sometimes I work with people that are a little bit more professional, people that want to be a little bit more chilled out. And it's sort of, I find it really easy to adapt because I get to know my clients really well. Like I have done a bit of work in the past where I've done it for somebody else who didn't have the time to do it. And I found that so hard. I think I was asked to sort of plan a few posts and it was so hard to like get into the mindset of the client because I didn't actually know the client. So I, I just I generally find it quite easy but that's the only thing I'd say with like outsourcing is if you don't know the client it can be a little bit harder to sort of do the stuff that they expect you to really. Yeah and Danny I'll I'll sort of put that over to you as well same question obviously being an agency like you are um, how difficult do you find it to sort of adapt yourself to have a different tone of voice for like each of your clients? I think starting off sometimes it can be quite difficult and when you haven't made that content before and um, with me it's never been an issue simply because with all my clients I share the content calendar and I write out all the copy and if they want to make any changes they do um, but from my experience it's more been not the general tone of voice but the words so for example when I was working for a non-profit it was not we understand your situation it's um, we appreciate this situation could be hard little things like that um, but yeah so me personally I get all of the copy approved by whoever I'm working for by the client um but yeah at the start it can be difficult if you kind of have similar brand goals and your brand's a bit similar to the client it can be a lot easier um but if your like tone of voice is completely different to theirs then it can be a bit harder but I think it's really easy to adapt and once you know what the client wants it's really like easy it's just those first stages that can be a bit difficult yeah, definitely. I completely agree with that. And and same, I, I did struggle um, when I first began because um, I had this mindset that 
social media marketing was the same no matter who you're working for. And I was massively wrong with that assumption in that the way that I do digital marketing is the way that everybody wants digital marketing done. Uh, and sort of my tone of voice in ads and my tone of voice in organic content was what everybody wanted. And I very quickly learned that it wasn't. And you need to be able to adapt to each individual brand. But the more practice you get with this, the easier it gets. And, and I think that obviously the more our listeners develop with their clients and the more clients they have on board, like longer down the line, they'll sort of understand how to work out what tone of voice they need for each client. And so moving on from that, I want to discuss a type of paid promotion and I want to talk about influencer marketing, that being such a big thing in the world at the moment and something I think is very applicable to all three of us in the industries we work in. Um, Danny, your sort of experience with influencer marketing, how have you found it uh, and you know how, how have you found that as a paid promotion method? I found it pretty good for my clients um a lot of my clients are like lifestyle brands e-commerce brands online um and I've found yeah it is really useful I think the process of picking out the right influencers is the most important part a lot of people want to go for big ones um but actually picking out micro influencers and making sure they've got the right target audience for your client's brand and things like that is the most important part um I tend to reach out to influencers sort of not like specifically paying them but offering them a commission on the products that they sell so it's I'm not sure if that counts necessarily as paid because yeah, a lot we, of it's, we, yeah we class that as yeah? paid okay because yeah. <laughs> a lot of it's commission um but it does seem to work really well and I think finding an influencer that's actually interested in the brand not just the money they're going to get from it is also important as well Oh, awesome. And uh, Daniela, would sort of influencer marketing work in a Pinterest situation, really? You know, utilising celebrities potentially or anything? I suppose it could, really, because um, you do get a lot of people on Pinterest who have got like a high following or a high monthly viewing. So I have come across a few people that they obviously it's to do with like fashion e-commerce, but they will like model the people's clothes and they'll have like the website linked to that person's website. So effectively, yeah, they're wearing like, so for example, the clothes that that business sells and then linking to their website. So I think it can be like massively profitable if you find somebody on Pinterest that has like a million monthly views per month. Yeah. Um, so I'll put like a spin on this in terms of um, using influencer marketing in other paid promotion. Um, so I've worked with a couple of fashion brands uh, and we've run paid ads off the back of that influencer marketing. So they've um, got an influencer in to model the gear, to put it out on their own Instagram pages, their own Facebook pages. And we've taken that sort of promotion really then uh, and put that into a, a paid ad. And I've got to be honest, it has worked. So having that sort of professional attitude to to an ad has like really helped a lot of my paid promotion when it's come to fashion. Especially, like I said, I know Danny said she works with more the the micro influencers. Um, but with paid promotion with me, it's turned out to be the more the celebrity type influencers that have, have worked better for me because seeing that celebrity's face in a paid promotion has helped me drive traffic to websites. Um, you know, it's just really helped in terms of just just getting people over that hurdle, and um, without having to do too much remarketing. 
Um, the only thing I found difficult was I was actually dealing with influencers. Uh, I got to be honest, it was a, it was a difficult thing to get into uh, and actually finding the influencers and, and, and speaking to agents and stuff. And I found a lot of them were, were very difficult to communicate with. Um, in terms of your experience, Danny, how did you find sort of dealing with influencers? So from the ones that I've worked with in the past, it's been mainly agencies um, that have like spoken on behalf of the influencers. Um, but it's mainly been sort of very on and off replies like obviously they're working for that influencer so they're not truly showing if the influencer is interested so it can be hard to kind of communicate in that sort of way knowing whether they're actually interested or whether it's just money to them um but I guess it is kind of what you're going to get with influencers there's not really a workaround I guess um but it has been difficult at times a lot of times it's been easy as well um but you can get a few agencies that are just, you know, wanting to get the money. Um, but that's my personal experience anyway. Yeah, yeah, I, I find exactly the same, to be fair. Um, it has been difficult, especially it tends to be the, the better known the influencer is, the more difficult it is to, to communicate with them and, and sort of, of get what you want from them. Um, and, you know, especially when you're for those higher end um, influencers you are shedding out a fair bit of money just for them to to display a product um you know the 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 sort of communication is very slack and um as as it goes you know for for my business and and the clients that i work with at the moment um a lot of them source their own influencer marketing i leave it to them um, but for like the smaller businesses i work with um and the stuff that i do for those businesses i don't usually recommend influencer marketing for paid promotion purposes but you know uh, you know in terms of my area of running ads on top of that influencer marketing but i can massively see how it benefit sort of some of your clients danny in terms of you know influencer marketing their products and uh, where you're not sort of piggybacking that promotion onto something else um so i just want to talk like a little bit um about google ads i don't want to talk too much about it because i know there's not a huge amount of people out there do it but it is a form of um paid content um you know we can actually get instead of just direct linking to our pages we can use google ads to get us to get you know our stuff out there better um but in this day and age you know it's it, i definitely think what we do in terms of social media marketing is far more cost effective. Um, so just as at, at my agency particularly, um, we found Facebook ads, uh, and I use Facebook as a broad term, um, Facebook being Facebook and Instagram, including Messenger and the audience network, uh, being 70% more profitable for our clients than anything else we manage in terms of Google, uh, you know, LinkedIn, any, anything like that. Um, and and that, it's not just like a one-off client that's achieved that, it's like the most of our clients. So generically, like our click-through rate was 20% higher. We managed to convert 70% more. Uh, and the cost per conversion was 77% lower. Um, so overall, I think like the return on investment was 5.7% more profitable through social media marketing than Google Ads. Um, I know that's a lot of numbers. We just we just chucked a lot of figures in, into that. Um, and obviously that's why my business has been successful the way it has you know understanding facebook ads and how we can make them work for our clients um i've never underestimated the importance of organic content either 
Um, one more question. Like I said, I just want to ask another question, really, in relation to this. Um, how important, Daniela, do you think they are to each other? Do, does organic content and paid promotion complement each other? I think it does, because I think, as we were chatting before the podcast, um, obviously Pinterest, I was just showing you, like one of my clients in just in one week has got like 5,000 impressions just from a one like one week of Pinterest pins. But I get the feeling that if I was to run ads alongside it, obviously it, they would complement each other. I just think like with Pinterest, mainly like organic because Pinterest is quite good at organic anyway. But I am starting to wonder if I should start running like a few ads in between the organic content just to kind of up it a little bit and I just want to sort of test that and see how it goes yeah that'd be I'd be interesting to see the results of that myself as well um Danny so same sort of question for you do you think organic and paid content sort of um, complements each other when it comes to your area of expertise in Instagram um I definitely think so I think it's because the type of audience that you're targeting so obviously organic you're targeting people who already follow you they're already interested so you can show them your knowledge show them information or if you're an e-commerce company show them your product show them how amazing it is but with um, paid advertising you can bring those new customers in bring those new followers in and attract your target audience that isn't already interested in your brand into your brand so while you're kind of creating a relationship with your current followers you're also bringing in new people into your community with organic reach it's very hard to bring new people into your community um it's a lot easier with paid so having those two kind of merge into one means your growth is just gonna kind of get bigger and bigger um but yeah i think they do complement each other really well awesome um and i'm gonna quick fire questions you know uh, so We'll talk of the three platforms that the three of us work off, mainly in terms of organic versus paid promotion. So we'll go with Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. Um, Daniela, which platform, in your experience and your, your your personal opinion, is the best for organic content? I think, I used to think it was Instagram, but after this week, I'm pretty set on it being Pinterest. Like, I don't know, just the growth that I've had in like one week with my client's account has been insane. And I'm just really excited to see what one month on there would be like. Yeah. Interesting to you. Danny, same question. Organic content. What do you think is the best social platform for organic content? I would say for less established accounts, definitely Pinterest um, because it's then going to retarget people and traffic people onto your website, onto Instagram um, and it's really good for spreading the organic reach across all platforms. But for more established businesses, if you're on Instagram and you have a good base of followers, organic um, content is better like to your own following. But that's accounts with like an already established base. Um, if, like I said, if it's less established or you're just starting off, I definitely think Pinterest. Ooh, I'm going to stick a curveball in now and say that I think it's Instagram. Uh, that might just be down to my pure lack of knowledge of Pinterest and what it's capable of. Um, but for me, like with startup businesses and bigger businesses, I've definitely found organic-wise, my content is far more accessible and it's achievable to get good reach from, you know, utilising the the pillars of, of Instagram content, you know, hashtag optimizations, correct, you know, using the algorithm to my clients favor favor i've definitely found instagram to be 
the better organic platform. I love how none of us even mentioned Facebook. Organically, you know, it is, it's, a, it's a pretty poor platform for a business. Um, so then obviously we'll ask the other question. Um, paid promotion, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. It's difficult because obviously Facebook and Instagram class as the same there when it comes to paid promotion. Um, so, all right, then we'll go with Facebook, Instagram versus Pinterest for paid promotion. Daniela. Um, so I was looking at some stats before we started the podcast. I don't know if I can find them now. But essentially, I read on Pinterest business that I think it was Pinterest ads are 2.3 times um, better than like Facebook or any other like ads. But obviously, I haven't yet tested that. So at the moment, I'm going to go with Facebook because I've seen like your stats, Chris. And I've not yet got any of my own for Pinterest, so. Okay, fair. Danny, same question. Paid promotion, Pinterest versus Instagram dash Facebook. I'm going to go with Facebook um, ahead of Instagram and Pinterest, simply because I think on Facebook, well, even in my personal experience when I've been scrolling through, it's a lot less obvious that you're looking at an ad. When you're looking at a Facebook ad, like if it catches your eye, you read it. And like I always click on the website link or whatever um, call to action there is. But yeah, just because I think it's less obvious and there's, I don't know if this is right, Chris, but I think there's more placements on Facebook. There's more places where you can, okay. (laughs) There is more places you can put the ad. So there's obviously, if people are watching videos, it will pop up in between videos, you know, stories, feed posts. Um, And I think it's just people don't realize they're looking at ads. They're more likely to, kind of interact with it um but that's just my personal opinion yeah definitely and i agree with our statements for me it's definitely facebook above instagram and pinterest as um, advertising platforms for paid promotion and um this is just coming from personal experience and you know obviously it is mainly what my agency does um but interestingly for me um i've taken on paid promotion for um, a couple of smaller clients that are primarily Instagram based. So all their organic content and everything goes out on Instagram. You know, they following on Instagram is ludicrous compared to the Facebook. You know, they they Facebook page might only have three or four hundred followers and, and you know they very rarely post on there. Versus they have daily posting on their Instagram and, and maybe four or five thousand followers uh, there. But when I flip that into paid promotion it turns out that 90% of the sales for that client come from Facebook as opposed to Instagram, even when we advertise on both platforms. So for me, definitely Facebook is the powerhouse when it comes to online paid promotion. Um, just to finish up then, uh, exciting things going on in the world of content with coffee, Danny Digital, anything else that's going on? Uh, digitally, Danny, I know you're getting all that set up. Daniela, anything interesting going on? Um. Yeah, so I'm doing more and more Pinterest management these days than I am on any other of the social media management, and it is proving to go really well for the clients I currently have. Um, my branding is nearly complete. My website is pretty much done. Just got some like finishing touches to add, and that'll just be my design agency work. But yeah, that's about it at the moment. Danny, anything interesting going on in Danny Digital? Um, I'm currently making like a massive ebook on how to create, you know, like a fully optimized social media strategy for like small businesses and social media managers who maybe don't know the ins and outs of it. Um, but it is very, very hefty. So it probably is going to take a couple of weeks at least to finish. So 
that is in awesome. the future. Love that. Um, CM Socials just signed a deal on his first office. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, so, yeah, we've got an eight-person office for just me, which is fabulous <laughs> for the time being, and the only one based in South Wales. But, um, yeah, it's, it's cool to have uh, – it's, it's good to have an actual physical building that, that we're going to be working out from and sort of making things a little bit exciting in terms of designing that office environment. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to that. Um, but apart from that, I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, it's been quite an intense one, really, talking about uh, organic and paid content. Um, so, yeah, cheers for listening, guys, and we'll catch up with you again next week. Bye. Bye.